Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. We like to call it a freak flag, feel good, fake it till you make it. Ric Flair, woo! 5-1-2 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. You got to try it every now and then. You just got to give a Ric Flair woo. You'd be really surprised what it does for your spirit. All right, we'll get into a lot on the show today. Cowboys discussion will hear from Brandon Cooks, and there's talk Cowboys can have the best defense in the land. We'll also get into those Madden ratings, uh, another 99 given up. Yeah, we talked about that yesterday, so it won't be any surprise. And the commander sale is final. One of the most uh, hated, despicable owners in the history of pro sports in America is no longer in charge. We'll get to that coming up. Also, we'll talk about uh, some Texas football. X-Men getting compared to an NFL wide receiver, uh, which makes a lot of sense. Also, my man Chip Brown's got some insider reports. We'll get into that. Texas basketball, uh, a little conference uh, schedule reveal. We've got a little tidbits about that. So we'll talk about that for the men's basketball team. Also, uh, we'll get into some uh, other news notes and nuggets. Astros, Ghost Rolls, uh going up against the A's and the Rangers. Big series. I keep saying that again. feel like we said that Last series versus the Rays, another big series versus the Dodgers coming up. So we'll discuss that as well. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres to chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for him it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Hard. Ball Harge. What's going on, brother? What it do, what it do. It is a 5-1-2 Friday. I'm really excited about that because the weekend is here. And I can't wait to celebrate the weekend. But let me talk about my man that sits across from me. He hails from H-Town with the get down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud car-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn Derek Johnson said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. 
He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babels. I appreciate that intro, as always. That's not a waste any time. Introducing the real MVP of the show. We like to call him the Idillionaire, one of the hardest-working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustle spirit, period. We're not sure what he's paid, but we're pretty damn sure he's underpaid. It's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, Patrick? Doing good. We made it to Barbenheimer weekend. <laughs> Barbenheimer <laughs> weekend. That's, That's a good weekend. Wow. That's what everybody's okay. talking about. Half of that I want to see. I want to see Oppenheimer. Yeah. I'm, a, I, I'm really interested in seeing Oppenheimer. If it's available, I know I know they're probably going to have it like a week where it's not available like for streaming. Yeah, yeah. you got to go yeah. to the theaters. But as soon as it's available to stream, I'm not going to the theaters to see it. But as soon as it's available to stream, I want to stream. I might pay the money. Might I want to see it. I really do. I mean, I, but Barbie, I can't. No, no. What's the <laughs> that would be creepy for me. Well, Why would I want to go see? Barbie? I think I don't well, think it's I I have a think it's that kind of movie. I don't have though. a kid. I don't have kids. I have a daughter. I don't have kids, and my wife is not into that. So for so me, Rod B, yeah, it's no reason for Rod B to want to really. What am I going to see? Yeah. And now Margot Robbie is worth watching for a couple hours. But not hours. as Barbie. I'm not going to pay no. No, not yeah. see, not no. see that, not not Ryan Gosling, not no. not Will Ferrell. No, she's, no. I mean, she's she's awesome though. I love me so. I was just watching actually. Um, have you guys seen I Tanya? No, I have not watched. Oh, I, Tanya. oh, it is her finest work. It is Margot Robbie's finest work, no question. Okay. okay. No, it's not. It's not even close, in my opinion. You cannot give me a better Margot Robbie uh, performance than I Tanya. It is okay. fantastic. I watched it again. I was like, damn. He said, I watched it so again. Good. I watched it. No, I watched this weekend. I was like, I forgot how good it was. She no. was amazing. Okay. She just still, like, she re- she just, she takes up all the room on the screen. There's no room for anybody else. She kind of, and it's still a great cast. They do a really good job. All the other characters, but she is just, dude. You, That's awesome. You need to watch it, Harch. Okay. Yeah, you got to check it out. I'm in. At the, it was at the beginning of our you know 24-hour news cycle. So our obsession with having something to talk about, and then boom, the Nancy Kerrigan, uh, Tanya Harding thing. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay. It's good stuff. And I, was, and I was there for the most of that. So, oh, and we all were. Oh, you know, I was well, around for all of Patrick's that. Patrick's actually younger. I forget Patrick's younger because yeah. he's, he's an old I, I remember when it happened. You remember? Like, it's, it, it, was, yeah. it was huge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, in on it. It was one of those things where everyone's like, we care about ice skating for a while. <laughs> for like, just a really bit. Well, yeah, of course, when it's about ice skaters who are, you know, plot, yeah. plotting what's, against one another. organized crimes yeah, involved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, yeah, that that's something uh, America can get around, can get interested in. But, yes, anyway, um, but we'll get into some other uh, off-the-record topics in pop culture. Uh, but he's right. That is a big discussion right now in pop culture this weekend, uh, the Barbie movie and Oppenheimer, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I would say one of those I really want to see, and I'll try to get to uh, man, get to see it as soon as possible. I could go to the theaters by myself. You could. go see it this weekend. Just wife, don't tell wife, nobody. Wife is out of town. Don't tell nobody. Just uh, go to IMAX. No, I just go early. Yeah. Let's yeah. go like really early in them, like the earliest show. Most people don't go to the earliest show available. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll be that guy. Okay. I went to the movies by myself a lot in the league. I mean, we in all. In NFL, that's all I did. Well, because that's all yeah. you got time for. Well, because I I never was with the team long enough to like you know hang out and kick it a long time. So sometimes no, wait, I end up by so myself. If you, go, so go, if you go to a movie by yourself, do you still go like a more upscale place and get that where there's food and oh, drink and a nicer yeah. chair? Yeah, no or doubt. Or do you go? You just go to regular theater. and You're like, well, I'm just going by myself. No, so. no, no. I still go upscale, man. You got to okay. do it the right way. Okay. If there's an Alamo Draft House type situation. Yes. I'm gonna do that. Okay. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Oh, that's the I know. I, I saw that. I think the South of Mar location just upgraded their seats. Uh, yeah, you got. I mean, I, it, it, who watches movies the regular way anymore? We just the I regular didn't go to watch theater. movies at all. So. <laughs> yeah, that's you, a very you, good you point. Stop, you stop going to movies. I stop going to movies. Even the really nice ones. Around 2002, 2003. <laughs> so I was like, I did it. It's been done. <laughs> so even the luxury theaters, you don't even experience those because you stopped going. No, I did. Yep. I did work. I ran sound for Master Pancake, who does like the Mystery Science. They make fun of the movies. And, and, they go to and I did that. Oh yeah, those are fun. But then I was sitting in the front row because I was running sound, like the quota so longs and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I did that. I did that for a little while. That is really cool. Yeah. See. Guys done every mm-hmm. damn thing. Look at him. Been a mailman. Uh-huh. Dude, all kind of stuff. Um, but no, I I don't know anybody who would go to just a regular movie theater that doesn't have the luxury accommodations anymore of the you got your own lazy boy chair where you can kind of lean yeah. back into it and then you can order food and order drinks. That's, only, that's the only way we go. Yeah. Is there yeah. they're just regular what's the but I, the one at the mall here is can you do that? You can't do that the one at the mall at Barton Creek, right? How would I know? I'm, don't ask Patrick. Last time I, I don't went, go to that one anyway. I, don't, I, I think that's all the stores a, have the last time I went to a movie. That's at like, the so that's, gotta, that's gotta be that Reggie. Last that's, time, that's, <laughs> what, that's that Reggie right there. You know who 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 that Reggie? Yo, that Reggie. Gay, hey. <laughs> you know I mean? Man, that stink. <laughs> Yo, that Reggie. I don't even want that's that that's right the now. regular movie theater. Just a regular old movie theater. <laughs> that's that no, Reggie. No service. No. You know, <laughs> that's when you rolling in with like six kids. <laughs> Are you and you're rolling in, and you're just like, look, y'all just sit down and shut up for, <laughs> exactly. for, for right. 90 minutes. That's a great point, because the other ones, where there are more luxurious, there's a certain standard expected about yeah. how you're supposed if to I behave. If I took my kids to yeah. a regular movie theater... <laughs> They would be so mad at me. <laughs> looking at you sideways. Like, hey, I know some changes are coming, Dad. <laughs> What's but happening? what is that? What do we get here? We're going like, to regular movies? Where, where, can, Dad, who, who do I order my food from, Dad? We should have ate before we got here. <laughs> oh. Hey, mom, Hey, your mom got some in her purse. Even into the nice little movie theater, I still sneak in my own candy. Yeah. Now, it's a, now it's a pride thing. Yeah. Now it's a pride thing. Mm. I still go. I actually go buy stuff from... The movie did it too, but I'm gonna stick in something. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm, it's, now it's I'm just on principle, get, right? It's, it's, it's on principle. principle. It's, it's on principle. It's a shout out to old Henry, Henry yeah. Neighbors, my yeah, dad. Exactly. Like, no, we gonna stick in something. We yeah. used to stick in everything back in the day. Dad in drinks. my own water. Oh man, my own sugar, dude. That's what dad. And my limits. That's what dad. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. You gonna make a limit? We stick in. Shake it up. Cokes, mom. Big the big purse. <laughs> Mama got the big purse. She bring it in. I remember it. And this had to be 15 years ago. I snuck in a. A six pack in uh, a movie. <laughs> a six pack. Well, no, it was like we were going to see his movie. It's like eleven o'clock showing. Or something. So it was at night. Uh, but we and my buddy are going, and we pull up, and there's a line around all these cops. Like, what is happening? Like, are we gonna be able to do this? And then we realized like Harry Potter was coming out at the same time, and we're like, oh yeah, no one's paying attention to us at all. Yeah. We're going to a different you can movie. Do whatever you want to do. So we're just like walk past everybody. Like, y'all have fun over there. Oh man. Oh, somebody getting on this guy. They say y'all bougie. I went to the Dollar Movie Theater in Irving. Ultra cheap. So, uh, uh, AVD, what about dollar movies? All right. You know what? I have not gone to a dollar movie. Yeah. Do dollar movies play recent, current movies like that are out in theaters? Or are they playing they, older movies? Yeah, no, there's they're stuff the that's that been are, on streaming yeah. for like six months now. Yeah, see, now streaming has killed the dollar movie. Well, I'm going to go sit down in a nasty movie theater where I can sit in the house <laughs> <laughs> and get it, get it, you know Play a game over. Get it popping. Yeah, exactly. pop no. Hey, my, exactly. my crib is the dollar movie theater. That, Thank you. It's called Robbie's House. <laughs> <laughs> South Austin. <laughs> I don't got to play a game of what's that smell if I watch it in the house. I know that. That's the dollar we'll movie. You're not cleaning the dollar movie oh, theater man. after every you know that, show. You know that. I'm just gonna think of the sound your shoes make at that dollar movie theater, <laughs> and we all know it. 
Every one of us knows the sound your shoes make at the we dollar. We have theater. been in a dollar for like theater. a week after. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, I can't go to my. Like I said that's that's not even Reggie. That's that's a different that's a level below the Reggie. No, uh, I can't do that. No, oh. we uh, yeah. So I, I haven't. Like I said, I I've not been to a regular movie theater. I usually go to the more luxurious ones. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I, I know I can't go. I got I kids, and my kids would can. not know how to that's, react. That's like going to the store. And like having getting medication for a headache and getting regular strength Advil. <laughs> like, who the hell is that person? Who does like, that? You, I don't. I don't overdo it. There's, this Advil. It's, 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 there's extra strength. There's maximum strength. Yeah. Why the hell would you get the Reggie? Nope. Don't get the Reggie. No, at least get extra strength. Get a little oomph. It's like yep. three cents more. Yeah, come on. <laughs> they don't, exactly. Advil doesn't even want you to buy the regular. They're like, <laughs> you gotta go to the woman and ask her at the cashier, ma'am, do you have a regular Advil? I'm looking for. She's like, oh, we'll have some in the back, maybe. Nobody ever. <laughs> for that. Definitely will, they, they love the extra and the maximum. I don't know what you... Why do you want the Reggie? Alright, anyway. Alright, let's get to it. Alright, uh, let's get <laughs> I don't know how that got started. Oh, Patrick started. Uh, Talk about Bar- always, Barbie always. and Oppenheimer. What is it? What is it? Barbenheimer? Barbenheimer. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened to us. I might go solo this weekend. I'm gonna check out to see if I can go to the movies and go see Oppenheimer by myself. <laughs> I could do that. Early in the morning, though. Old man style. You right. Know, sneaking in on stuff. And then being pew, back out. <laughs> Y'all Y'all got pancakes? <laughs> <laughs> Try to get that brunch. Bring them on. Uh, all right, let's talk Cowboys here, gentlemen. Cowboys, uh, obviously, high expectations for the Cowboys this season, um, con- considering some of the changes that have been made and uh, some of the acquisitions they made in the offseason. Upgraded a lot of positions. Brandon Cooks on offense. We'll hear from him, actually. And also Stephon Gilmore on defense at that cornerback position. Even in the draft, first round pick was uh, Mozzie Smith, so they focused on defense there. So there are a lot of really high expectations for the Cowboys. And Ryan, Ryan Clark, who does a great job on ESPN uh, with um, – yeah, he does. Uh, he does a lot of different shows. The NFL matchups. Sometimes he's on there. Um, he does uh, a lot of their NFL coverage, and he was speaking about the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, I'll, we got the audio here, but Ryan Clark really hounding the Cowboys, even as high as to say that they may be uh, the best defense in the NFL in twenty twenty three. With his chest too. Yeah, he did. And so, RC, would you say that Dallas is the be- has the best defense? You know what? I'm, I'm a football player, so I will say this first off. We got to see them play a game. But sitting right here, right before training camp starts, I believe they have a chance to be the best defense in the entire NFL. And I don't believe there's an argument that can be put up for that. When you look at Micah Parsons now making that full transition, training the entire offseason simply to rush the passer, imagine how much better he can be that now he's not trying to play two positions each and every week. Mina, talk mm-hmm. to you about the depth that they now have in the secondary when last year you know what it was hey throw it away from seven if we throw it away from seven we are at least safe but Deron Bland showed you down toward the end of the season that he can be a factor at the nickel position and you had a former defensive player of the year Dan Quinn has been sensational as the defensive coordinator of the Dallas Cowboys so much so people speak of him being the head coach at some point that's why Mike McCarthy's seat gets hotter and hotter and hotter and Joe Witt the pass game coordinator, whether it's blitzes, two-minute, third down, always seems to be able to find pressure and capitalize by getting the ball back to the offense. I love what this defense is. I love going out and getting Mozzie Smith earlier, early in the, in the draft. This team can definitely be the best defense in the entire league, and maybe that's more important than Dak Prescott not throwing 10 interceptions. Ooh-wee. 
All right, Harsh. Best defense in the league? Hey, man, you ain't said nothing I wasn't already <laughs> thinking. Especially when they went out there and they got Stephen Gilmore. Yeah, that was big. They needed to go and get him. Excuse me, Stefan. We're not doing Urkan. Oh, my bad. We're going Stefan okay. Gilmore. Yeah. As soon as they went out and got him, I thought that was the best part that they would do. Everybody wants to say that that they believe that the secondary has gotten better and he might be a little bit older, though. But that's okay. He's wiser. And then yesterday, we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but Deron Bland, his emergence in the secondary has been huge. And you know Ryan Clark knows how hard – uh, Micah Parsons has been working mm-hmm. because he works out here it, at the collective, and that's where uh, Ryan Clark comes to a lot of times. So he's got a chance to spend time with a lot of these players, get to see them up close and personal. And, again, I love the fact, just like yourself, he said, as a football player, I can say this, mm-hmm. but I got to watch him play. Mm-hmm. They got to go out there and perform. Gotta prove it. But you got to – but they, on paper and what you've seen, the ability, oh, yeah. Dan Quinn, he loves what he's seeing from these boys. Yeah. No, the Cowboys, this is their top five defense the last two years in the NFL. So they've been trending this way. And now you have a first-round pick that is you know, going to be one of the remedies, mm-hmm. one of your possible remedies to you, your one of your two biggest issues and liabilities last year on defense. It was right up the interior interior rush defense, all right, right up the interior gut of your defense mm-hmm. and your rush defense. You did you you got Jonathan Hankins via trade, which was awesome. Um but he dealt with an injury and when he was out, it was pretty noticeable. Went back to who you were. Yeah, exactly. You and it exposed yep. and then left uh, Leighton Vanderish vulnerable and he actually dealt with an injury too. Mm-hmm. And those were your biggest issues in your rush defense and allowed you, uh, at least it made you, I should say, vulnerable uh, in your rush defense last season. But they shored that up. They brought back uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, drafted a linebacker in DeMarvion Overshone, mm-hmm. all right, and they got other linebackers, of course, that are uh, coming back this season for him too. And they drafted a defensive tackle Mazi first round. Smith. Yeah, so to make sure yeah. that uh, we got – and they brought back Jonathan Hankins. Yep, yep. So they gave themselves options to solve the problems that they had last season with the interior rush defense. Then, of course, you brought up Stefan. Yep. All right. And he'll be Steven if he doesn't play well. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Steven. But Stefan Gilmore, yeah, former defensive player of the year. There was another big issue, right? They couldn't find a solution to the cornerback spot opposite Trevon Diggs. They went through like four, five, six different cornerbacks trying to find the right player there to fit in. And one of them was Kelvin Joseph. Yes. It didn't work out there. Didn't work out. Uh, So they decided, all right, you know what? We're going to get us a a surefire remedy, something that's tried, true, proven. Um, as a solution for that problem last year. So all the issues that made them a top-five defense and not the best defense, they they solved. Yep. Theoretically, they've already solved those. Now, some others could arise that limit this defense or hold them back, but right now I don't see those. Like, what's the weakness well, of the, the Cowboys defense? The thing what's that the I weakness? Look, Point out the weakness to me. I don't think there is one, and I think mm-hmm. what the, the one weakness was depth. Well, they addressed it. They addressed the depth part of it because of what you said. When one guy was out, you could see the difference. It was being exposed. Now you're providing depth all the way around. It goes back. Mm-hmm. Again, here we go with the parallel lives of the Dallas Cowboys and the Texas Longhorns. They're the same. 
And what they were lacking for quite a while was depth at each position. Well, now they have gone out and got that, especially on the defensive side. You brought up DeMarvian Overshawn, but let's not forget, Jabril Cox and Damone Clark were there. Mm-hmm. And now they're a, another year in the system. So now they're going to be better. They're going to be able to re- read and react a lot quicker. You talked about the secondary part of it. D- Donovan Wilson, they got him back. They got uh, Jordan Lewis coming back as well. And then you look at J. Ron Curse, one of your favorite players in the NFL. So top to bottom, I can see it. Now, again, all they have to do is go out there and play and play at a high level, and then we'll see where they are. But you look at this lineup, <laughs> they got some depth there. They're going to have to let some people go. Well, I think that's the deal. Is I don't think you have to let many people go. I think in, you're going to find during the season there will be injuries. I think you're going to mm-hmm. find that there's – you know, someone's going to not maybe yeah. add up to what we thought they were going to be. Maybe somebody regresses that you didn't, you don't know where it's going to come from. But when you have those situations, the depth is where you need that other person to kind of step up. Mm-hmm. And, and it's a long season. You know, I get that a guy like Michael Parsons wants to be on the field every single play because he just doesn't want to take any plays off. So maybe you have to take over and go, hey, Lawrence, we'll take you off for a couple plays. And, hey, over here, you know, we may move you off for a couple plays to just get you some rest during the regular season so that when we get to the playoffs, you're a little bit Mm – you're healthier, you're stronger, you're ready to go. And we're one of the healthiest defenses going into the playoffs as well. Uh, Gilmore, we saw that he he started to fall off. He got that knee surgery to clean up his knee that basically – he was saying we had nagging injuries for several years there. That was one of the reasons why his play started to diminish. He looked better last year. So, and I, we can all say after the suspensions, the Colts definitely would not have traded him had they known what was coming. Yes, that's a great point. So, I, I think for the Cowboys, you're looking, Snooze, you lose. You're looking really good. <laughs> and now it's a question of all right, it's attrition. Can you keep your best players on the field who are gonna want to play 100 percent of snaps? And, and the fact that they know someone's right behind them now. How much more does that mean that they're going to try, over-try, and, mm-hmm. and play? I think that's a – if you could pick the problems you have going into a season, I would pick our guys want to try too hard over <laughs> over several other problems. Yeah, the Cowboys defense has first-world problems right yes. now, if they have any. They do. Um, they do have first-world problems. Right, the problems are like you know there's going to be, like you said, uh, Patrick brought up regression, maybe some guys underachieve, whatever it may be. But you you got the depth to be able to – solve those problems and to be able to, you know, kind of absorb some of those issues. And I, I just love me some Dan Quinn. I, I've been such a big fan of Dan Quinn. And I might get into this in Rod's round today, actually. I might try to change it up a little bit because, listen, they, they've been top five defense in back-to-back years. And this is my favorite stat about the Cowboys. They've led the NFL in takeaways in two straight years. Yep. And they are the first team to lead the NFL in takeaways in back-to-back seasons since the steel curtain of the Pittsburgh Steelers did it in 72, 73, and 74. Now, could they do it in three straight years like the steel curtain? If that's the case, then we got to give them a cool nickname or something uh, for this defense. But what what I love about it schematically is, like I said, I'll probably get into this a little bit in Rod's round of the day potentially, is the way it was built and constructed – Dan Quinn had a vision for the defense. He built it a certain way. He built it as a a defense that had multiplicity, and he built it around positionless football, something he experimented with in, in Atlanta. And then the Michael Parsons 
I think acquisition oh, while yeah. he was there really inspired him, and now he's taking it to a whole new level. I'll give you a random stat about the safeties really quick because I know we want to move on and hear from uh, Brandon Cooks too. Um, the Cowboys safety trio played a combined 3,032 snaps. Just the trio, Donovan Wilson, Malik Cooker, and Jaywin Curse mm-hmm. combined 3,032 snaps as a safety trio. And they each played over 900-plus snaps, so it wasn't just one guy. Right, right. Each played over 900-plus snaps, almost 1,000 snaps. Um, no other team had a unit play over 700 snaps each. So That's no, why people are looking at the Cowboys <laughs> like this. But That's the Cowboys why you can are playing say it. Ton- and to me, I think those two stats I gave you are linked. I think they play a lot of safety. They play more three safety mm-hmm. uh, combination than anybody else. Big nickel and big dime is what they call it. And they play more of that than anybody else. And with safeties, you can confuse and you can disguise pre-snap. Dis- the coverage is better than any – with any. But I say better with that position than any of the position on defense. Right. Because you can move those guys around. Corners, you can't move corners around that much. D-linemen, you can only move them around so much. Um, and by the way. Linebackers, you can move around a little bit, lineback- but not too much. And that's why he likes yep. guy, like Michael Parsons. The guy can move around. And they said yep. Michael Parsons will be a pass-rushing linebacker. Yeah. Because I want to be able to confuse the, the opposing quarterback. And so that his pre-snap, his, whatever his pre-snap analysis is and whatever he sees pre-snap, it doesn't match the post-snap diagnosis. Correct. It's always different. And also Dan Quinn ran more stunts, games up front, twists between D linemen than any other team in the NFL or in terms of pa- on pass plays. Um, and that was a, basically the highest mark of any team in the NFL in five years. Right. So everything is designed to confuse the hell out of the, the, <laughs> the opposing offense, right? Confuse blocking schemes with twists and stunts up front. Confuse the quarterback by moving your safeties around and keeping them on the field. Michael Parsons is a part of that. And that's how it's built. That's why they get a lot of interceptions. Right. They do because guys are – quarterbacks confused. are confused. Like, yeah, what the hell am I looking at? That's what you're supposed to do. It's re- I love the way his uh, defense is constructed. And it's funny, too, because you're talking about <clears throat> all the – position players on the defensive side. You talked about the safeties. And if you look at it, because this is something, too, that I keep thinking about with the depth side. So Demarcus Lawrence, Mozzie Smith, let's just say those are the two starters. Uh, in, what's his name? Osa. Oh, Osa Odigizua. Okay. Odigizua. He's I like there. Yeah. And Micah Parsons on the front four, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So then if you had to replace them, you got Sam Williams, who you took in the second round. You got Jonathan Hankins, who's a free agent. You ended up re-signing him. You got Neville Gallimore, who we're not even talking about either. Neville Gallimore is another guy that has come back. And you got Dorrance Armstrong. Yeah. Guys that have put up numbers for you. And that's just on the front four. Those are backups to those starters that I mentioned in the very beginning. And then you look at the linebacker position, Jabril Cox. We all know he's got unbelievable upside. We got DeMarvian Overshawn. We'll see mm-hmm. how he adjusts to the NFL game, and he's fast enough to move around. And then in the secondary, you got Nashawn Wright, J. Ron Kurse, uh, Israel Mukuyamu, uh, uh, and Kelvin Joseph, who we're still trying mm-hmm. to figure out if yeah. Boss Man Fax is there. But you also have Deron Bland. Yeah, you do who made a huge impact. And going mm-hmm. back to the numbers we were talking about, maybe his check was bigger than his pay. Yeah, pay exactly. exactly. He got it. Yeah, he one. definitely might be yeah. getting that. And then we've already heard the great reports on Eric, uh, Eric Scott Jr. Yeah, people the, like him. People really, really mm-hmm. like him. Marquise Bell, guy that I've been high mm-hmm. on that came in last year. You still got C.J. Godwin. 
I mean, Goodwin, still I mean, go- you still got Dante Fowler. You still got Chauncey Goldston. And you got Jordan Lewis in the yeah. secondary. But he, I got him listed as the starter. So okay. you just got okay. all of these. Depth. Got, okay. Yeah, the yeah. depth that we were talking about. That is why I believe the Cowboys can be at that very high level. Because, yes, the one name that you really can't replace is Micah Parsons. But you can put somebody in there like a Dorrance Armstrong for a player or two who put up big numbers last year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's this is going to be a fun year. Yeah. And, yes, the texter asked me. He said, because of the fact that you believe since the Horns and the Cowboys are parallel, is it boom or bust? Yes, absolutely. It has been boom or bust for the Dallas Cowboys. It has definitely been that. they With this situation, if they are not in the NFC Championship game, it is a failure of a season. I don't, mm. care, I don't care what the record is. They have enough talent to be there. On the offensive line, we got a dude with a, that's got a hundred. They've been knocking on the door for a while, a couple of years. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I that's because was... most of that door is steel. Mm. You couldn't hear them knocking. No. And, and they didn't have the ring up there. Considering the fact you're about to have to pay a lot of players, yeah, and so you're probably going to have to let a couple of these guys go. When you go into that point. mindset, then this really is a big season for the Cowboys. Mm. And the fact of Hey, man, Trayvon Diggs is coming up. Micah Parsons is coming up. Do we keep both of them? CD or does Lamb? Trayvon Diggs go away? Does CeeDee Lamb go away? Do we, like, we don't know what we're going to have at running back next year. Yeah. Tony Pollard, is it, we franchise tagged him this year. He may not come back. So there's a lot of pieces. Juice Long, baby. No, I <laughs> get that, baby. No, I'm but, just kidding. I'm just kidding. But if that's what I'm saying, there's a lot of pieces that you're kind of right on that edge. You've you got a lot of guys on rental contracts mm-hmm. on one- or two-year deals that this could fall apart in an offseason and I don't think it'd be fall apart like you're done, but it falls apart of this could be the best defense in the league this year. All right, Ooh. next year we had to spend more money on offense, so the defense takes a hit. Now you have a top 10 defense, and you have a top 10 offense, and that gets you to the playoffs. Well, I think if yeah. you don't accomplish the goal, which is, I agree with you guys, NFC title or bust for the Cowboys, um, there will be a coaching change. It will likely be Dan Quinn. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that means they'll continue to be a defensive oriented team and can and build this defense as a you know kind of cutting edge progressive defense built on positionless football and the offense. I wonder that's going to be the question. Yeah, yeah. Because then they'll be looking for a different offensive identity. Because if they don't have a bell car running back, it's only Powell will be gone, and then it'll be Dak without. More and we haven't McCarthy. signed that DAC extension yet, have there? There's no the DAC, yeah, exactly. So there's a DAC extension looming as well. That Does that get signed, or does Dan Quinn take it over and say, screw everything, we're rebuilding this offense from the ground up, and I'm keeping my defense? Like I said, they're going to get Keller Moore back. No, but, but to Arthur's point, though, yeah, like the Longhorns, a lot will be determined. There's a lot. This year will be either an indictment. Uh, on Steve Sarkeesian's legacy, or mm-hmm. it'll be ultimately the, I think, the really the exclamation mark <laughs> on his legacy that, yeah, he is a damn good coach. No um, doubt. But with Mike McCarthy, same thing. I do think Mike McCarthy, if he doesn't get past that divisional round, uh, there could be some changes. There could definitely be yeah, some changes. Yeah, a lot changes. of people high on Dan Quinn, and they're high because that defense might end up being the best in the league. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that a little bit more. Uh, okay, so we'll play that Brandon Cook sound a little bit later on in the show. We'll get to that in the 5 o'clock, and also those Madden ratings a little bit later on as well. All right, we come back. We'll talk some baseball, Astros and Rangers. Big series coming up for the Rangers. We'll discuss that. Astros, where they went. And by the way, Astros need to sweep the ace. Mm-hmm. They, they desperately need to sweep the ace. Yep.
The A's are terrible. <laughs> they are, and they are. They want. They want to be bad. They want to be terrible. Yeah, this is on purpose. They're not trying to win. So if you lose, they're bringing up prospects right now. You can't <laughs> lose to a team that's not trying to win. <laughs> So that's, that's the, the ones that are dangerous because they just uh, out well, there playing free. Yeah, they're balling, and having fun, not making about jokes that. about it. Like, oh man, you see, I just bet hey, the air out in the field. Oh, ain't no big deal. Exactly. Oh, no, I don't like it. All I'm, right? not, so I'm not on it either. They need to break out the brooms versus the A's. <laughs> uh, we'll come back and talk some baseball right here on Ball Don't Lie. Wonderful Night in the Horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We out of fashion. Right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 512 Friday. That's when the idealionaire Patrick Davis plays jams from very talented human beings. A live uh, bands, artists that you have a chance to see live here in the ATX, I should say. Um, and right now, uh, who are we jamming, Patrick? This is Dark Bird, and they are playing Friday. That's tonight at 310. Kind of like this. I'm not yeah. going to lie. They're playing. It's uh, 310's <laughs> a club right below ACL Live. I'm part of that. So it's a, it's a really good venue. What's and, the name uh, of this, this jam? This jam is called Crimes. It's a new track from them. I believe they're doing a release. I don't know if it's an EP or an LP release that they're going to be doing out there. I like the jam. It's not bad. It does it's pretty sound good. pretty good. Yeah. Kind of chill. It, exactly. That's Seems like it should be playing in Breakfast Club movie or something <laughs> like that. You know what I'm saying? It does sound like a good soundtrack yeah, it song. Does. It does. It's a great soundtrack song. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I don't know for what soundtrack, but some, a soundtrack would be lucky to have That's that. right. That's on right. their damn soundtrack. It's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thanks for Patrick working hard for us on a 512 Friday. All of our musically themed days of the week. He's the ideal. You're not coming up with him. 512-337-3776. That's the number to the Specs text line. You also can hit us up via Twitter. Harge is at Hardball Harge. Any Twitterverse. Patrick Davis. It is Patrick Davis. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right, big series for the Rangers. I feel like we just said that. We did. Uh, <laughs> we did. When they played the Rays. Yep. Um, but, man, like I said, I, I the Rangers have – this is the – this is one of the hottest starts they've had, really, as an organization post All Star break. Uh, it's been really they they've looked really good, and the Dodgers are leading their division, correct? Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. So you got two division leaders facing off. Um, hard. I heard uh, Craig Way talking about this. So Craig Way is a Dodgers fan. Huge. So Dodgers Craig Way was. Uh, Dickie's on his way up there right now. I think he's going to, he? Yeah, I think he's going oh, to the game tonight. I did not know. Oh yeah. man, I did not know that. Yeah, he's on his way now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Craig, well, Craig, Craig's a big time Dodgers fan. Big time Dodgers fan. So he's, fan. he was excited. I know he's excited about the series. I heard him talking about it. He actually mm-hmm. came in early with B&E to talk about the series and everything. Um, so, yeah, man, the Rangers, <laughs> listen, depending on how they, if they can win this series, we've been saying it for a while. You definitely got to take the Rangers seriously. But if the Rangers win this series, does it 
change the way the how aggressive the Rangers are going to be at this trade deadline? No, I think they still are still missing a, some pieces that right? mean that they but, can possibly say, if you go win out it, there. Though, yeah. you, I think you should be more aggressive. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. Meant to you say. need to, yeah, I they say, need I to, to say if you it. win it, like, hey guys. You, you know what I mean? You just beat the Rays. You just, you know, beat the Rangers. Uh, sorry. The Dodgers. Beat the Dodgers in that yeah. series. You should be thinking about a possible World Series run. Agreed. It's a possibility for Agreed. you. And, and don't forget who the next series is after the Dodgers. It's the Astros. The Astros. So it is your Go second Astros. place team in the in yeah. the division as well. So it is. I think it would not surprise me if they're, I mean, we, are, we know they're having tons of conversations right now. But, yeah, yeah I, I think no matter what happens, you have to still think if you're the Rangers, like, man, we're right there. We're right there, man. We're right there. And in the American League right now, who's going to stop us? Because we feel we have more experience in some of our guys than maybe the Orioles do, who just got back into first place in that division. You know, if the Yankees aren't able to get a big name, then they're not playing as well. Like, who's really going to stop us in the American League so I mean, even if we make it to the World Series, then then we just got to win four games. Yeah. So I get you know that's a big if, but I think if you're there, you go. We know the Astros are not healthy right now, mm-hmm. so that's going to be a battle once those guys get healthy, if yep. they get healthy, and they're probably going to try and add something as well. So I think you have to be aggressive to know. It's very important for our future to win the division this year, to solidify that this is not the Astros romping ground anymore. That this is Rangers time. Times there are changing. And then, really, it's not like you. this isn't an uh, AL where you have the Yankees and the Red Sox and those guys really dominating the league. Yankees are in last place. They are. And they're still, they're, I think they're two or three games out of the wild card. So they're not dead in the water yeah. by any means. That division's just playing really good baseball right now. Shout out to the Baltimore Orioles. They're playing really good yeah. baseball. They're in the, first place. The, the Rays are playing well. But the, the, the Rays, why are, are the Ra- Rays are bad right now. They, they are. But why, yeah, why are the Orioles in first place? Because the, the Rangers just beat up on the Rays. Yeah. Well, not <laughs> only that, listen, th- listen to this about the Tampa Bay Rays. And this is the part that is really ironic to me i saw this stat earlier today the funny part about it is they have gone they started the season remember they were 13 and 0 yeah i remember to start the season off run differential was like historic ridiculous yeah it's historic so by the end of april april 29th game they were 23 and 29 baltimore was 18 and 9 at the time and everybody was like oh my gosh look at what's happening they're so close tampa has gone 37 and 35 baltimore has gone 41 and 28 Eight. Mm. This is the first time since May <laughs> that they have not been in first place. The Rays. Wow. Baltimore is in first place now. <laughs> so it's interesting. I'm the captain because, now. Right. You, <laughs> you, I am your captain now. <laughs> so the Orioles are playing really good baseball. Tampa's not. But the Texas Rangers this weekend, this will be a truer test to me. And don't forget this. Chris Young and uh, Clayton Kershaw are really good friends. Chris Young is in the front office for the Texas Rangers. He's making a lot of deals. But the only problem is the Dodgers are in first place. So they're not going to – I don't think they're they're going to be sellers yet. So it's going to be real interesting to see what moves will be made by August the 1st and because that's the trade deadline. Which players are going to be available? This is going to be a big weekend. Which time? Was the last time we had a trade deadline that was that's been this anticipated? It's been a while because a lot of them baseball. are done. A lot of them are done in the dark. There are people that saying. you're not even thinking about. Now, in addition I know, to the Shohei thing, but we got other drama. The Astros. Too. The Astros last one was the Verlander had to be. Yeah, when it that was, was apparently signed within like with minutes left yeah. in the trade deadline, they had to call a timeout. 
Yeah. So they can get it in yeah. under the deadline. Um, yeah, man, I, I can't think of one. I haven't either. That I'm talking about nationally, everybody is, well, not everybody, but at least a lot a, of people are A lot of people are into it. And well, if you're a baseball fan, even if your team's not in it, yep. you want to know what's going to happen with Shohei. Well, but that's Shohei the thing is, that is a, probably the biggest story in sports yeah, right now. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking Other at it. Lionel Messi, sorry, I think he's debuting. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. If you Yeah, if you say <laughs> sorry, Messi. Uh, the Yankees being out of it and what they might do to try and get somebody. That storyline. Like, yep. do the Yankees basically blow up their entire farm system to try and go win some games because they just signed Aaron Judge and now they're last in the division? The Angels hope so. The, yep. the Angels yep. do. Does <laughs> Shohei Otani get traded? Yep. And then you have you, the AL East is bombing it up. Does does someone in the AL East go for something? Do the Reds, even though now they've started to show up and start to have some good talent, did they make a trade and try and compete in that in that division and that conference where there's already Atlanta and Philadelphia, who was in the World Series last year, the Dodgers are killing it again. Mm-hmm. Do they make another move to try and bolster? They bring in Shohei Otani. And then in Texas, Rangers and Astros are in an arms race right now because the Astros are still four games out of oh, first place. But that's without Jordan for the past month. Altuve's yeah. missed games. Uh, you know, a ton mm-hmm. of pitching is missed games. Do you make a big deal? And, you know, I see certain media predicting certain players on the Astros. I, I personally don't think Jeremy Pena is on the trade block, Ooh, but his name has been no. mentioned in trades wow. because wow. Uh, certain – and like the White Sox are now – White Sox a, are the ones that – that's what I was just about to say. They're going to be the biggest sellers yes. during this time. Okay. They've got a couple all-stars yep. that a lot of people are looking at, but what yep. can they get out of it? Because if, they're, if they have Cease and the Rangers and Astros are blowing up the phone – and hey man, we're gonna train to your rival yep. if you don't if you don't give us one more prospect. Mm. If you don't give us this prospect instead of that one. There, there's a lot that drama, es- especially for fans of, of the Astros or Rangers, either one, this is the re- this is the most fun it has been to have a rivalry going yep. since the, the Astros have moved to AL because it is trade deadline time and both teams need help to get over that hump and be the front runner in the American League. Yeah, it is. It's a lot of drama surrounding the trade deadline for Major League Baseball. I haven't I, I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah. I can't remember this much drama surrounding spots. It's been drama before, but this is a ton. Yeah. It's a lot. And, and there's a lot of pieces and a lot of teams that think that they're close. Yes. You know what I'm saying? There's a yes. lot of teams you, that are. You keep talking about the Braves. The all Braves the time. are right team there, you keep too. talking about that could make another move. And they're 10 games up in their division. And so that's the other crazy part. To your point, we're good. We might need just one more piece. Just what are we willing piece. to risk? Yeah. What are we willing that, to risk? Yeah. It's us and like three other teams well, right. right now. And at, at if, we're, if we're in the National League and the Dodgers get Shohei, yeah. well, what does everything. that do for us? Because they're the second best team in the NL right now, and they just added the two best players in one guy. <laughs> but, the, but the one thing yeah. that I always worry on. about, Again, this is the, the the question. Do the Dodgers have enough prospects to where they feel like they can give enough for that? And that's every team. Yeah. Do you feel like your farm system is in a place to where if I get rid of this guy or this prospect? Because if you go and look at the prospects in baseball, mm-hmm. the Rangers have a lot that are in the top 100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's okay. the scary part. And don't, I, say I think, it, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't, don't, don't be teasing them Rangers fans the like Dodgers that, The Dodgers have eight or nine in the top 100 as well. They yeah. have a lot. The bigger question for the Dodgers is, do you give up eight, like six prospects, five, six prospects, for a guy that you could probably sign in the offseason? Yeah. You have, you have a, a better than average yeah, shot. Yeah, because the thought is that he wants to be on the West Coast, right? Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and he, he they don't even have to guy. move houses. 
Yeah, he don't have to move there. anything. Yeah. He's staying in L.A. He's just going <laughs> to the other changes, team. He's going to a better team. Yeah. And so that I, that one, I think that that's the biggest question for the Dodgers is, well, do we just like do we really give that up, or do we keep them all? Right. We have the second best team in the NL this season. We got a chance to win it all this just season. One more year, and then go sign in the all season, be even better. Yep. Especially if he if that is true, and uh, there are a lot of reports that it is that he wants to be on the West Coast. Yep. He, yeah. Period. Yeah. So, yeah. if that's the case, then yeah, the Dodgers are definitely the team to be, um, a team to be with. I should say, if you are Shohei Otani in that situation. So, uh, we'll get into some more baseball, of course. But big series, huge series versus the Rangers. Man, it could be a statement series for the Rangers to the rest of Major League Baseball that they are uh, not only legit, but you may be talking about a, a true World Series contender now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rangers fans, happy to hear that. All right, we come back. We'll get into the flex on the other side, uh, and then later on we'll get into some Texas football. Discussion. Also, Texas basketball discussion uh-huh. on the top of the four o'clock. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie, one hundred four nine the Horn. Don't lie, right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a 5-1-2 Friday. That's when the idealionaire Patrick Davis, he plays jams from local bands and artists, very talented human beings that you have a chance to see live right here in the ATX. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? This is Fly Jack, and they are playing tonight at the Continental Club. Fly Jack. Fly Jack. <laughs> I would love to know the genesis, the origin of that name. Uh, always intrigues me. Uh, all right, the flex is uh, the focus of this segment. Go, go to flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your social media platforms. There are uh, district previews, football previews up at flxatx.com, uh, 26-6A, 25-6A, 12-6A. You can go check those out. And, yes, next week, keep an eye out because uh, I believe they're going to have their flex watch list coming out next week. Yeah, people still working hard for you, all right? Mm-hmm. Still working hard. Try to uh, bring you uh, the best uh, coverage of the high school football uh, and, and high school sports, period, here in the flex area. So go to flxatx.com, flxatx on all of your uh, social media platforms there, and go check it out for yourself. Word. Um, all right. Um, actually, Speaking of, there's uh, some recruiting news for the Longhorns that we'll get to next segment, too. They did get the commitment uh, mm-hmm. of a defensive lineman in Florida. It's the one we were talking about, DeAndre. Uh, DeAndre, they got DeAndre. him. Yeah, so uh, right now that SEC footprint for Texas, they are taking full advantage of it. You can see them getting a lot of different guys now in those future recruiting classes from, from SEC country, Alabama, mm-hmm. Georgia, Florida, so uh, Sark doing everything he can to try to bring in the talent, not just from Texas, but also from all around the country. So we'll talk some Texas football. Uh, X-Men getting comparisons to uh, Devontae Smith, um, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, actually, I, I got a take about that, too. I, I, it is a good thing, but also you got to give props to Sark about uh, the uh, Devontae Smith comparison, of course, because Sark was the yep. offensive coordinator when he won the Heisman. So we'll get to that, and uh, maybe X-Men. Could be in that discussion. That would be awesome if he was. If a wide receiver is in the Heisman conversation, that means your team is really good. Like we've talked about the quarterbacks it. What did Josh Payne tell us? Yeah. 
No, Josh Bay was always on that too. He I don't know like what the odds are. I don't know what the odds are now, but it was really good odds back then. By I don't the know time if it's we come back, I'll thing. let you know. All right, y'all, y'all, figure that out. Yeah, I'll all right, y'all always. Uh, he's yeah. he's he's got his uh, he's got his uh, his hand is on the pulse. That's right. He's got his finger on the pulse, if you will, of the betting community. Hello. All right, we'll come back. We'll get into that. Also, uh, there's some Chip Brown insider reports to get to Texas basketball uh, conference uh, schedule updates. We'll get to that too coming up, and we go behind the burnt orange curtain right here on Ball. Don't lie, one of four nine the horn.